Manchester Student Radio. So, um, if we could just, just to kind of start the show off, I just want to go around, and could we just give one word each Ooh. that describes how we're feeling right now? Is that is that out of the question? That's good. Okay, Josh. Apprehensive. Strong word. I don't even know at this point. Uh, I don't have a word. I'm Come really on, sorry. Come on, Megan. Come on. You got this. Just, just give us any like the first thing that comes. to Hang mind. on. Can anyone else hear the crackling? I've, I've got, got no sound at all. Well. You've got no sound at all. Right. I'm going to assume it's the headphones. Really sorry if you're listening on air for any crackling. Uh, I think it's probably a problem, a tech problem. That's just a little disclaimer. Um, disappointed. That's the right word. That's, it's that's a word. the right word. That, okay. That's basically mine as well. Disappointed. It, somewhere between disappointed, but because Megan's used that one, uh, I'm going to go as far as devastated. Yeah. So um, in case anyone hasn't seen in any way, or in case anyone's listening to this uh, maybe on the podcast when it's uploaded a little bit later, it's 11 o'clock. We had the general election results last night. I don't really think there are any other stories we can uh, we can cover today. We're going to be going through just um, Manchester the, the general election. The general Actually. election. We're going to be giving you a a few uh, a few stats, a few figures, some of our thoughts, some of our feelings. Um, Megan, I think there's something we should probably preface this with. Yeah. So just to make it explicitly clear, uh, we're just going to do a little disclaimer. All views expressed in this program are of the people and the, the of the opinions of the people that are expressing these opinions these are not reflective of fuse fm nothing in this show is a fact unless we explicitly say it is a fact please don't sue us because we have done this disclaimer and we've made it explicitly clear it's an opinion also we are students and we cannot we cannot fight a lawsuit <laughs> yeah but before we move on to the the opinions let's let's start with the facts Boris Johnson's on course for an absolute stonking majority. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Corbyn has overseen the worst Labour results since Michael Foote. Yeah. Uh, mm. The leader of the Liberal Democrats, Joe Swinson, has lost her seat yeah. in Scotland. Uh, Brexit party, no seats. Um, we've got Greens with a huge increase in their national share of the vote. Um, we have a, a special guest here, which we'll introduce you to a little bit later. Um, am I missing anything? Yeah, you're saying? missing the SNP. Yes, so SNP, but blimey. The SNP <laughs> have all but taken Scotland. Yes, like, Scotland is yellow. Overwhelming uh, ownership of Scotland from the SNP. I think before we kind of really go into it, just to kind of like gauge the three of us and where we are. Could we just talk a little bit about how we spent the evening and where we yeah, were? Yeah. So, Megan, would you care to uh, go first? So, I was downstairs in the student union. Um, I got into the student union for about half ten, so exit polls had just been released. Uh, stayed there till four, which is when they were open till. Um, yeah, that's how I spent it, with a load of other students that were watching live on bbc as the election night unfolded what about you guys oh i had planned to go to an election party um but i sort of i like to watch the exit poll myself i'm quite into politics so i thought it'd be a big moment <laughs> i wanted to watch myself in a dark room wanted to focus nothing to distract me 
Um, the exit poll came, and I know a lot of people were quite sort of skeptical about the exit poll and quite apprehensive. I wasn't, you know, I understood that the last six of the seven elections have been predicted right by the exit poll, so I was pretty confident that this was how it was going to go, especially sort of extrapolating on previous polls as well. Um, and I didn't really think that a student election party in Manchester would be a very fun place to be with a resort like that. <laughs> um, so I stayed at home, and I, you know, I did plan on doing the all-nighter like everyone else, but then as soon as uh, Blythe Valley came through, um, which yeah. has never ever yeah. gone Tory in its entire existence. It was inception was in 1950. It's never had a Tory MP. Um, once that went Tory, it was pretty clear to me that um, this election was going to be nothing but a stonking Boris Johnson majority. So I had a nice sleep and woke up in the morning fresh and bright. Are you feeling fresh now? Uh, I'm, you know, as I say, apprehensive. <laughs> <laughs> so no. <laughs> James, tell us about your evening. Um, I had a few people round to my flat and we uh, we watched it all together so um like the most kind of like vivid scene i could paint for you is you know when uh, on the bbc's coverage when there's five minutes to go until the uh, exit poll and they have that little timer yeah so we're just there and we're all kind of talking and there's just like, oh what are we gonna see like oh maybe uh, the sort of general feeling yeah. amongst everyone there yeah was maybe we'll see a very slim majority maybe a hung parliament who knows so I was there with some uni friends, I was there with some work friends, just some general friends' friends, and then the exit poll just flashed up on the screen when the countdown came, and it was just, like, it, it was genuinely as if the air had just been sucked out of the room, uh, just, just looking at those figures. See, I think I was way, way, way too naive, because, number one, I really, really had hoped that Boris would lose his seat, I was seeing tweets all day that yeah, you know he's in yeah. trouble, um, and I also was really hopeful that maybe we would get a hung parliament, or at least if the Conservatives won, it wouldn't be a landslide. And even when exit polls came out, I was still like, you know, exit polls can be wrong. Exit polls can be wrong. <laughs> and I was that one idiot in the in the SU bar that was like, they can be wrong. Let's still have hope. Let's live in the little dreamland until you know, like four o'clock in the morning. You can't, when it's having, having hope, definite. Megan, doesn't make you an idiot. That that just that that means you're the yeah. you're, you're the kind of person that the rest of us should aspire to be. <laughs> I, I, I preface this by saying that there wasn't a huge sort of uh, national swing towards the Conservatives. It isn't a lot of marginal seats where it's just yeah. one using the first past the post system and where the Remain vote hasn't managed to sort of merge yeah. and. and together to be the yeah. Tories um, but I mean make no mistake this is the Tories 1997 this is absolutely huge and absolutely historic think about it Scotland's not really in play anymore that's you know solid SNP country there are northern seats that have never voted Conservative in their entire existence and, and they have and they have gone in their masses to the Tory party they've gone in their masses to Boris Johnson um, I don't think we can you know we're students I think most students in Manchester wanted it to be Labour they wanted it to be a, uh, some sort of Liberal alliance or some sort of coalition or you know something like that let's not understate this in our student bubble this is absolutely historic and yeah. it's huge yeah it is like i think um very very obviously um us being students us being from manchester we're, we're obviously of a like you were saying a sort of typically labor supporting typically left-leaning um demographic so so i i think that there's going to be a lot of students and a lot of young people that will be very very disappointed by this but conversely there's going to be so many people waking up today around the country and this will just be this will just be such a landmark moment yeah and people will be absolutely loving this yeah so um good morning to those people have a good day <laughs> um please don't forget about the rest of us yeah so, so should we move on to the next segment of 
the show slightly. Yes, because you, um, you went and got lots of student opinion yesterday. Do you want, you do you want to do that next? Yeah, let's bring let's bring our special guest in. Yeah. Okay. We are here with. I'll let you introduce yourself. You are now a celebrity because you appeared in our podcast two days ago, <laughs> um, which you haven't listened to. If it if you haven't, it's up on Spotify. Please go and give it a listen. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Albie Mayo. I'm part of the Young Greens here at the University of Manchester. Um, and what's, uh, what's your uh, sort of general gut first response to this? Been a good night, hasn't it? Uh, it's been a good night for the Greens in the sense that we still have our one seat mm-hmm. and that we've increased our percentage of the votes. But of course, we don't we don't have the system in place to to actually capitalise off that kind of popularity mm. with the current voting system. Um, so I'd say it's still frustrating um, and the reality is it's still five years under the Tory government which is a party that couldn't even turn up to the climate debate on Channel 4 mm-hmm. so that kind of says everything about what's in store for us so we've got to really fight hard against that to at least push our agenda forward Yeah, Shocking indictment of our electoral system isn't it? That if yeah. you look at the vote share and how much it increased the Greens has, has gone up more than the Tories yeah. and how many seats have the Greens gained and how many seats have the Tories gained? Uh, so the Greens have gained no seats. Yeah, uh, Caroline Lucas mm. alone in Brighton Pavilion still yeah. clinging onto the seat. Um, it was never going to go any other way. Brighton Pavilion's obviously a very, very um, safe seat. So um, looking ahead then, what, what what should be, in your opinion, the, the, the sort of Green takeaway from this? How, how yeah. can Green supporters and uh, Green activists sort of start to make sense of this and move forwards? I suppose one thing is to try and vote green in almost every other situation you can um, especially with the council elections um, that are coming up um, the other thing is just to you know keep signing those petitions keep going to those protests um, and keep telling people that this is not the way we should be doing things and, and, and first and foremost also you know try and at least make your own life an example of how we should change if you can feeling optimistic um, I no, <laughs> no, I'm not optimistic. Um, no think, two ways about it. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, the hugest increase in, in the green share of the vote, and you know. Yeah, I know. It's well, I think. Yeah, I just the fact that we're on course to leaving the EU, and that's going to take up so much political energy already. Um, let alone trying to work with the climate. Um, you know, I think realistically, there's a lot we need to do as a society to kind of put pressure on on the government slightly unpopular view that i want to throw out now and see if anyone uh, bites anyone if anyone's interested in this particular go on, go area for it, of discussion it. um i'll be there he just noted that you know brexit's going to take up so much time now and you know the environment will be almost second best to a tory majority um i mean boris johnson and the tory party can do broadly whatever they want now they're yeah. promising brexit next month um, things will happen. Politics is about to get boring. Um, you know, when Tony Blair had these sorts of majorities, the, the legend has it he used to send people home so they wouldn't cause trouble. Um, mm. Is it not the case that actually this might sort of mean there's less chaos now than a hung parliament or any other sort of arrangement? Is this is this actually f- better than a hung parliament? Um, it means that we'll we'll get less of the um, you know the sort of obfuscation and the blocking that we've seen over the past few months. Like I think. Um, what what's caused so much chaos, like you were saying, was the fact that um, Boris Johnson has not been commanding a majority. He's not been able to pass bills. It's afforded Parliament being able to seize back control from the government, take control of the agenda. Um, and now we've got 
what with a sort of Boris majority, um, you're very right. Like even even if um, you know people don't toe the line, like the majority is so substantial, um, you know he can more or less do and pass whatever he wants. So um, who knows? Who knows? Like his flagship policies, we'll have to sort of keep an eye on the the fifty thousand new nurses, the, all mm-hmm. the trees Make that sure he pledged to paint as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose sort of the onus for me is now on is is on Boris to make sure that you know he's got this majority. And I think that uh, moving forwards, we should all make sure that we're holding him to account over yeah. all of the pledges that he's made. Megan, what's your view on that? Is that better? Is this better than a than a hung parliament? I think that you know what I I don't really know, and I'm quite <laughs> tired. I'm going to be very honest with you. I I do think that whatever Brexit is going to be is going to happen quicker because of the fact there is a clear majority. Yeah. Whether that's a good result. And I want that to happen quicker. Not sure. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like this idea of a no deal. I don't particularly agree with Boris and his policies. So the fact that he could be in charge of arguing for the the, the like the most important kind of agreement we're going to have to face scares me quite a lot. Mm. Are we going to get your sort of final words on the election and how you feel? You know, just your final bit of reaction, please. Um, I'm disappointed that um, we we still have to live under the current voting system. Um, but I suppose overall, I'm more disappointed that people all over the country in, in places where they wouldn't have voted Tory really have this time. And um, it's sad to see that, that it's really come down to this kind of division, especially with Brexit. Can I, can I just ask you about your constituency? Mm. I mean, um, did you vote in Manchester or did you so vote at home? So I voted, my, my, um, for those who don't know, my constituency is Kensington mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. London. And uh, last time in 2017, that was a very tight seat with 20 votes um, determining whether Labour would win in the end over the Conservatives. Um, so it was a Labour-held seat, but yeah. actually a very, very recently held Labour yeah. seat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I actually sent off my postal vote and it didn't get processed. So I'm oh, no. a bit confused about that. Yeah. Um, knowing Kensington, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some, some kind of reason behind that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because where I live, we I live in North Kensington. So that's, that is <clears throat> literally right next to where they had the Grenfell Tower fire. So I actually wasn't there when it happened. But we yeah. had like the debris going over our neighbourhood and things like that. So it's a very big issue for us around there. And I think where in the council elections, we all voted Labour around there. Yeah. Um, and Labour would, could have won this election, I think, um, if the Lib Dems maybe hadn't been so firm on their campaign in Kensington. Yeah. I mean, t- to be very honest, when I heard about that seat, that was when I was kind of like, damn. Mm. That was when I was like, it's probably almost time to go to bed. Um Thank you so much, Albie, for coming on to the show. Oh, no um, we're also going to hear from Jake. I'm just going to connect. So this is Jake Feely. He is the... He's just left, and I also uh, don't have an adapter. One second. I'll call him off my phone and see yes, what happens. Okay. Let's, let's carry on the discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where so um, I, I think to just go back to seats for a minute, did anyone see any other um, particular seats? So, Josh, how did your home constituency land? Uh, my home constituency is solitary, so that wasn't going to sort of be any different. But the, the seats that really struck me is the sort of the ones in the northeast, the, you know, the Workingtons, the Darlingtons, yeah. and stuff like that. We had Lee. Um, in Greater Manchester, Andy Burnham's old seat that went went blue. That is yeah. absolutely unprecedented. Um, I'm trying to think of some other seats. Kensington's a big one. Um, did we talk about Kensington? Yeah, we've just um, just gone over Kensington. There are seats that have never gone Tory before, which is just un- absolutely remarkable. I mean, to the the BBC's um, you know you know praise really 
it really did grill a lot of sort of Tory um, MPs and ministers yesterday. They said, like, are you going to be able to represent this new uh, constituency and to represent this new um, core voter base that you've not been able to do before? Um, and I think that, you know, that's a really, really valid question because yeah. it's going to be a completely new MP for a lot of people, a completely different party. And I think there's going to be serious questions asked within CCHQ as to how they can best represent this new demographic. Mm. Okay, so we're also going to hear from Jake. Apologies for that. Uh, Jake, can you hear us? Uh, I can, yeah. Fantastic. Hi, Jake. How are you doing? I can't hear Jake. Yeah, so, um, hi, Jake. I'm going to let these guys hi. ask you questions because I can't hear a word. <laughs> so, yeah, Josh <laughs> hasn't got headphones, so I think it's just going to be myself and Megan talking to you. Yeah. Okay, so, so Jake, do you just want to introduce yourself because we've just said we're talking to Jake. <laughs> Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, do you just want to introduce yourself? Um, kind of. Is it about last night's election? <laughs> oh, yeah, just, well, you are, like, representing the Conservatives in this little conversation. Um, okay. Were, were you campaigning, or did you have a seat? I can't remember exactly. Yeah, I've been campaigning three, four times a week this election. Uh, I was at the camp last night, yeah. Yeah, so, could we just get your reaction to the results? How are you feeling right now? Uh, I am overwhelmed. Yeah. I think that decent, ordinary people in this country who wanted to respect the referendum result, who stood against hardcore socialism and the potentially dangerous anti-Semitic Labour government have had their voice heard. And I'm honestly so proud of our country this morning. Okay. And where where did you uh, watch the election uh, results. Did you watch them live well, last night? I was at the count in Highgate last night, which is one of the most marginal seats in the country. We were up against a hardcore Corbyn supporter who's um, had some pretty serious anti-Semitism allegations, and mm-hmm. we won that seat by 500 votes. Uh, so I was watching the election results come in whilst they were seeing the count. Right. Okay. And then, uh, what was your uh, what's your home constituency, Jake? How did uh, how did that play out? Uh, pardon, could you sorry, please repeat that? Uh, what was your home constituency, and how did that play out? Oh, my home constituency is uh, Hackney South and Shoreditch, which mm-hmm. stays Labour, obviously. Okay. <laughs> it's one of the safest seats in the country. Okay, but overall, you're feeling, as a Conservative supporter, you're feeling very happy at this result. Uh, very yeah. pleased waking up this morning. Mm-hmm. That's, fan- please. That's yeah. fantastic. Okay, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm going to let you go thank because you. apparently you're on a train. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for uh, taking the time taking out of the your time train. Out yeah. to talk to us. No. Okay, thank, yeah, thank you. you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. So um, yeah, like we were sort of touching on earlier, there's definitely like people out there that are um, jubilant, fe- feeling a bit happier than, uh, than than perhaps like the sort of uh, majority of younger people are feeling this morning. So uh, fair play to Jake. Uh, it sounds like he's been campaigning absolutely relentlessly he said what was that three to four days a week he's been out on the campaign yeah so uh fair play to him clearly it's worked um megan when you was in the su bar yesterday and you spoke to students what sort of things were they saying i imagine they were really relatively upset yeah so i've got some voice clips actually so as i said i got there just kind of as the exit polls had been released so i'm just going to play you uh libby and daisy they have a comment um about the exit polls at this point they were still quite hopeful so please keep in mind this was probably at like 11 p.m last night um this is what they have to say 
Bear with us one second. Come on, like, we all know it wouldn't be Fuse FM without a few technical hiccups. No, absolutely hiccups. not. We, like, have the, we, have the, we have the same. I just feel a bit sort of flat, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it's very depressing. Um, I'm Libby. Uh, I do drama in English. Um, I just feel a bit sort of flat, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it's very depressing. I think having voted in two other elections in the past two years and always being disappointed, like, I'm not hugely surprised, but it's always going to make you feel a bit rubbish. Like, I really optimistic for a while yeah. like, I hope it gets better I hope that something improves the situation but who knows Daisy, uh, Daisy I study drama and English and after seeing that I'm ready to cry but I'm hoping that like considering it's based on apparently 22,000 people out of how many millions of people that voted please for the love of God be fake news this is the first time I've ever hoped for fake news but yeah fingers crossed let's see how it works out in the morning thank you thank you very much no Okay, so I also managed to get a comment from uh, Nimo, who is actually the opinions editor at the Mancunian, um, and she's actually an EU citizen, so she couldn't vote in this election. Um, and this is kind of her comment on that situation. I, and there is nothing I can do about it as an EU citizen because I can't vote. So I'm just from one side of the looking glass and watching everything happen without being able to do anything about it. I think that this country has officially chosen its route. Yeah, so that's Nemo saying that the country has officially chosen its route. Now, as the night went on, uh, we kind of I, I was able to get some live reactions to certain seats. So uh, here is like a 15 second clip. Uh, and this is the reaction to the first conservative seat that was won. Oh. Okay, so the first conservative seat has been announced. Lithe Valley. Yeah, conservative seat has just been announced. Lithe Valley. And this was actually, this was actually the seat, wasn't it, Josh? That you, you heard, and then were like, yes. "I'm, I'm going to go to bed." Yeah, that was the one. That was the moment. I said, "No, I'm, I'm off." Yeah, <laughs> I just, did, I really didn't, I didn't see the point after that. You just, you knew that that was it then. That, that there was no coming back for Labour. Yeah, if, if, if safe seats can go to <laughs> yeah. the Tories, like Boris that. was on his way. Um, interesting, the sort of the student union vibe. It sounds really yeah. busy in there. It sounds the last time there was an election, well, not not the last time, but there's, there's previously been election coverage. I think it was the U.S. election in 2016, and there were a punch up in the SU. There was a punch this? up. Yeah, really? it was when Donald it, Trump was elected. It, well, this wasn't Donald Trump, but it definitely wasn't of that vibe. It was quite a disappointed, you know, sad you know, solemn kind of vibe. Um, there was still hope. As I said, I was still the one that was there. Like, exit polls can be wrong. You never know. Um, and this is actually, if you want to hear from Bradley, uh, he also had kind of a similar reaction of kind of a little bit of hope. So let's listen to him. Uh, my name is Bradley and I don't study. I work in IT. It, 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 it could be anything. Sometimes you get anomalies, but usually with a sample size of 20,000, it's... Yeah. Deep down, I am nervous. I'm trying to talk myself out of not being nervous, but I guess if you can't stay positive, then it's going to be a really dull night, isn't it? And that was kind of my opinion. If, if you can't stay positive, then staying up till five is probably not the best idea <laughs> uh, for you. I mean, there was... 
there was there were good moments uh, when Labour won a seat. If we also want to listen to that voice clip, that was the the first seat, which I think was Sun- Sutherland. Sunderland. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. This was the reaction in the SU. Live reaction. Can I just get your name? Jennifer Porter. And what are you study? Electrical and electronic engineering. Intense. If you put okay. triple E, then that's fine. Yeah. So, I wish yeah. I shared in that optimism at that point. Like at, at, at that point, like because like, there were so many people at the uh, viewing party I was at that when we saw those two seats, we're just like, oh, oh my god, maybe maybe the opinion polls are wrong. Maybe this is, and we sort of had to very quickly come back down to earth. With yeah. Just uh, hold, hold on, hold on. There's 648 yes. left. We've yeah. like Labour have got the first two, but let's not, uh, you know, let's and, not and get they were ahead of ourselves. safe seats. We've reduced Labour majorities. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very safe to say that Labour lost this election a lot more than the Conservatives won the election. It's true. Um, it's true. Yeah. What do we? Can we talk about the future a little bit? Yeah, yeah let, let's talk about the future specifically in relation to the uh, future of the Labour Party. So I think I will not be surprising anyone or saying anything particularly revelatory mm-hmm. to say that Jeremy Corbyn now presumably will be standing down as leader of the Labour Party. Spending yeah. much more time in his allotment, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe that's the plus side. He'll have some good aubergines and maybe some lettuce that will do very, very well out <laughs> uh, of this. I mean, he announced last night that he would not lead another election. Yeah. Um, as soon as it was kind of very obvious that Labour had taken quite a loss. Um, I was listening to the news this morning at around nine, which is when they officially stopped the live election coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember which Labour MP was saying, but they were saying, like, you know, it's only been 10 hours since we've actually, like, 10 or so hours since we've actually seen the reaction and the actual seats and the like the votes have come in sorry my words aren't no, fantastic it's okay, it's okay. Um, since the votes have come in so we don't really want to jump to conclusions but it is probably apparent that he will have to step down um if he doesn't want to himself it's probably obvious that he would be under a lot of pressure to step down yeah from I, other people i think in um 2017 Obviously, Labour did not win that election, but they were the only party to increase their share of the vote in any significant way. So to a certain extent, it kind of made sense. It's unconventional for a leader of the uh, shadow government, or sorry, the um, shadow opposition party, to lose an election and then stay in power. But Labour being in the position they were in, sort of passable, but this has been the, like we were saying earlier, the biggest Labour defeat in absolutely years. I, I think the onus is definitely going to be on Jeremy now to sort of step back and uh, the Labour Party can reassess and figure out a way forwards. I do think it is worth noting, I don't know if anybody caught uh, sort of different bits of news coverage yesterday, but there was a lot of people interviewing Jess Phillips mm-hmm. of the Labour Party and all of the questions that she was facing, as I'm sure she will be over the coming weeks, are, will you be stepping up to the mantle will you be sort of standing up into this position um and i i I just sort of an initial reaction to that how would we feel about maybe jess phillips as leader of the labor party i think the backlash has already begun Uh, do you think there's a lot of people blaming lots of different factors and different 
sections of the Labour Party. You, you remember, sort of oppositions are always in opposition because they've lost an election, mm. which means that you're not going to have a, a, an incredibly strong opposition against this mahusive Tory government. Mm. Um, on the point about Jess Phillips in particular. I, I, I'm not sure because she's not necessarily at the left of the party um, and I think it will be a bit of a, an interesting uh, you know view on if Corbynism has worked as the project and if he has maybe not taken the country at large has he managed to cement this place in, in the Labour Party can Corbynism and that sort of left wing style um, of policy and economics can that survive in the Labour Party without Corbyn John McDonnell at the helm mm -hmm. will they try and sort of you know impose one of these um, what do they call them sort of messiahs or chosen ones you know <laughs> we're talking about um, people like Angela Rayner um, yeah. people like uh, you know their, their names Laura Pidcock exactly yeah. I mean Laura Pidcock Pidcock somebody if she's lost a seat didn't she is she, is she still there has Laura Pidcock um, lost her I seat I know it, it was tight last night but I don't remember exactly um, but these are the sorts of people who you're, ex you're expecting um, the left wing of the party are going to put up um, I, I'm not sure which way it will go to be honest I think Momentum has got a really really strong hold and strong grip on the party um, it is very much a sort of party within a party now I think Labour has got a lot of questions to ask itself and it is going to sort of be in the midst of a huge identity crisis and a huge battle and a huge infight right now um, And but also I think you can't discount Labour um, I think it's going to we're going to have a Tory government for five years. We've got a huge majority. Um, it's, it looks as though, to be honest, we could have a Tory government to 2030 because in the next election, given the fixed term parliament that stays where it is, five years' time, there is no party in the history of the country has ever got sort of 130 seats at an election. Yeah. Unlikely that they're going to be able to get a majority next time either. So we could be looking at a huge majority for years to come in terms of Tories. I think um, just to take a quick look at that note, um, it's worth us talking about, should we say, um, I, I think the sort of political term would be the, the biggest scalps the, the biggest political <laughs> casualties. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know, half past and we've not even got on to Joe Swinson or the SMP. Yeah. So um, let's start with, as we mentioned, Laura Pidcock, just a quick look, says she She's has lost indeed her lost her seat. Yeah, so. A little fact check for you guys. Um, Joe Swinson, who has been leader of the Liberal Democrats, lost her seat to the SNP. Yeah. Did anybody see Nicola Sturgeon's live reaction? <laughs> no. to Joe? So um, Nicola Sturgeon wasn't being interviewed at the time, but she she had cameras on her waiting to go on to, I think it was ITV's coverage, mm -hmm. as the result was announced. And yeah. just jubilant would not convey it enough. She had fists in the air. Mm -hmm. She was just screaming, looking so, so happy to have taken it from uh, from Joe Swinson. Yeah. Um, a few other very, very significant political casualties. <laughs> Shok Rumana has lost his seat. Um, he was standing for, um, I think he, he obviously jumped ship to the independent group and then, then mm -hmm. to the Lib Dems. Um, and I think it's now been taken by the Conservatives. Um, maybe the biggest one for me, something I never, ever, ever thought we'd see. The Beast of Bolsover, Dennis Skinner, um, has gone. lost his seat. 50 years, gone. Father what? of the house, gone. Father of the house. Who's That's the father of the house now? I, I genuinely uh, don't know. Peter Bottomley, something like that. I don't know exactly who he is, but, you know. It just goes to show how huge and crushing yeah. the majority is they can win seats like that. Does anybody else feel like this was... Uh, I mean, I get the impression that people have voted this away because of Brexit rather than manifestos and policies. Well, I, I mean, Albie, you'd, you'd better differ, wouldn't you? I mean, I'd like to think that people read the manifestos, but no, I think Brexit is really 
you know in the in the in the back of of people's minds um especially with it being such a um kind of immediate issue it's something yeah. that's going to happen within the next two years and it's not something like climate change that's just happening the whole time um you know it's you a think, it's a radical change megan do you think it has been a brexit election i um, i mean my first reaction when i saw that the conservatives had won by that many was kind of the feeling of I think people are sick of Brexit mm-hmm. and they do just want to get Brexit done in whatever way, shape or form that will be. And I'm concerned that people kind of maybe rushed to be like, let's get Brexit done and maybe didn't stop to think about what type of Brexit they wanted. Yeah. And I think it was this whole kind of, potentially this whole kind of, this party wants to remain, this party's undecided, this party wants us to leave, that's what we voted for. Let's just get on with it. It's otherwise it's gonna be even longer than it is. I, I just wonder that's what the thought process of the majority of the UK was. But I could be wrong. Very briefly. Yeah. Um, we've we've missed out I mean I missed out at the beginning and we haven't really touched on it throughout the show. In the twenty twenty four general election, which, you know, under the fixed term parliament act, that's when the next one will be. Mm-hmm. Will there be fifty nine Scottish seats in play? Will Scotland be part of the union? Oh, <laughs> big old yeah. question. Big, big old question. Uh, how are we gonna, are we yeah. gonna get your thoughts? Well, do you know what? I was I was always uh, kind of uh thinking Scottish independence would, would be so bad for, for the UK because we'd lose so many uh left wing areas of, of, of a country to, to be part of our parliament. Um but of course, with this election, you kind of think, well, we're already quite conservative now. So, you know, I can't see a reason why the Scottish wouldn't also want to leave themselves anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we're at a, such a divided time because even the um, uh, the percentages of, of, of actual, um, you know, people who voted for which party, um, the Conservatives didn't have a majority of people, um, in, you know, in of the vote chair. So there's still this Brexit divide, whether whether the seats in parliament show that or not mm-hmm. you know so who's to say that you know even at the end of of, of you know for the next election maybe brexit is really going to be a, a you know re- is, maybe it could go re- even worse and completely flip the the national interest um mm. so it'll be interesting to see but yeah with in terms of the union i think that would be really interesting um and I think I think the a question is certainly begged about um, because correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, in order to actually host uh, a second independence referendum, it would need a Westminster seal of approval in order mm, to so, yeah. do so. Um, but obviously now with uh, Scotland being controlled so overwhelmingly by the SNP, we know that support for Scottish independence has never been higher than it is right now according to opinion polls that have been conducted over the past few years um you know the the, the question does kind of uh it is sort of there with a, mm. a conservative government that has championed the we are the will of the people yeah cause do is the will of the Scottish people right Not to be represented yeah. and right to be heard and will a second independence referendum be effectively necessitated and that remains to be seen. Who knows? I mean, even with um, you know, what we saw in Catalonia in 2017, we could potentially see that if it didn't, if it didn't get approved by the the UK Parliament, there's no reason why they the couldn't Scottish just Parliament do their wouldn't own, just yeah. do their own effectively illegal referendum, you know, and create that extra divide again. We could be on our way to a constitutional crisis. Yeah, fantastic. Just to give you all a bit of breaking news um, to the listeners, uh, the podcast guys. 
hi. Um, Boris Johnson has left Downing Street on his way to see the Queen. He's left New Jaguar, gave him a quick wave. Um, he's arrived. He'll be talking to her. She'll invite him to form a government. Hands will be kissed, all this sort of stuff. Um, we're also expecting a statement from Boris Johnson this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look out for that. But it appears things are moving very, very quickly. I mean, this is all normal stuff for Boris Johnson to go meet the Queen and form his new government. But there was whispers last night that there will be Parliament sitting before Christmas and, you know, maybe the second reading of the withdrawal bill might come back up and stuff like that. So things are happening, folks. Get ready. Things are happening. And uh, for everyone that has been so sick of Brexit, basically everyone, let's say everyone's (laughs) sick of it at this point. Um, Boris Johnson may be commanding a majority, but don't expect that, uh, you know, the, the, the Brexit frustrations to die away. And it is worth us bearing in mind this whole way. The deal that Boris Johnson was able to reach with the European Union is simply the withdrawal bill. That was mm-hmm. the first half of the Brexit deal. We've still got to negotiate our future relationship with the EU. We're almost halfway through Brexit in theory. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be the easy bit. This was the easy bit, and it's been three years of political turmoil and chaos. Yeah. And we'll, 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 Hey, yes. <laughs> next half, here we come. Yeah. It's the exciting sequel. It's Brexit 2, <laughs> return of Cameron. <laughs> Has anyone got any final thoughts before we sort of draw this thing and the semester to a close? I think it's, I mean, for fusing <laughs> focus in general, aside from politics, I think it's been a very good semester. Yes. I yes. hope our listeners have enjoyed the content Please that do we've, share been, with your friends, we've guys. been producing. Um, these episodes will always be on Spotify unless someone takes them down mysteriously. Uh, but as they're news, feel free to listen over again and think of a time where we didn't have conservative majority <laughs> we should sort Maybe. of revisit this in 2024 and see uh, see how we were feeling yeah, then. We we'll probably be massive Tories by then but let's say uh... <laughs> uh, just to say of the semester though on uh, Megan's note like thank thank you both like so so much obviously like Megan and Josh you've both been absolutely fantastic it's been and wonderful thank you to our amazing newsreader James and thank you as well obviously to Conrad and Rebecca yep. and anyone else who's appeared on the show there's, yep. a, there's a few too many to kind of reel off but, but we, we've had an awful lot of fun doing the show yeah. hopefully you've had a lot of fun listening to it we'll be back in the same time in january february when will we be back uh probably february that's february. when broadcasting for fuse fan probably starts again yeah, so after exams yeah so do you want to <laughs> call us out for the final time of the semester yeah. the final time of the, semester. the final time of the decade oh my god it is isn't oh, it yeah yeah. And we should time. also say a massive thank you to Albie. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I mean, it's, it's great to be on this show. I have the show before this one, for those who don't know. And uh, <laughs> I, d- I definitely don't have any listenership going on right now. So, <laughs> <you> <laughs> say that. so it's great to be here. <laughs> Um, but yeah if, if anybody as ever does want to get in touch with us um, maybe to say oh I wouldn't mind throwing my hat in that ring next semester uh, you can find us on Facebook just yeah. look for the Fuse FM news presenters group mm-hmm. uh, follow us on um, Instagram if you haven't already at Fuse in Focus if you don't follow the podcast on Spotify we're on there as well just search us at Fuse in Focus um, thank you again so so much to anyone who's listened anyone who's taken part in the show Please, please, please have a very, very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. I've been James. I've been Josh. And I've been Megan. And I've been Albie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, everyone. Good semester. This is Fuse FM.